Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Six Cents Podcast. I'm your host Lucas with my co-host here, Jonathan, and uh, we we are recording on a Wednesday night, and we just got another Sixers victory, six straight. So, feeling pretty good about this, right, Jonathan? Yeah, the Sixers are rolling, man. Absolutely. But before we get into tonight's game, we do want to recap a couple other games we did not record Sunday night. Um. So we just want to review the last couple games since our James Harden trade podcast, which was a week ago. And let's jump into the first one here. It is the Toronto Raptors versus the Sixers, the second game of that matchup, I believe. And the Sixers yep. won 114-99. to 99. Uh, Nicholas Batum and Markeith Morris did not play. So, Jonathan, real quick, what was the good in this game? Yeah, I, on this game, I, I mean, Oubre stood out. He got the starting nod, right, because Harden and Tucker went away. He put up 23 points, 8 of 13, 5 of 6 from 3. Um, had five boards, too. I, I think it was a, he was good stepping in. If this is going to be the consistent starting lineup going forward, I guess we will wait and see. But um, I was impressed with Oubre for sure. Yeah, he had a good game. Joel uh, struggled. Joel Maxey struggled with their efficiency, but Joel had Seven assists to four turnovers. Tobias Harris had another good game. I'm going to give it to Tobias there. That that was good for me. And Cork. And what about a quick out. shout out? To, yeah. What about a quick shout out to Cork? Yeah, ten points in this game. Good for him. Three steals. Uh, the bad. The bad was the Anthony Melton and like I said, Maxi. He had 18 and four and two steals, which is kind of low for him. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that would be my bad. What about you? No, I agree. Melton didn't play great. I don't know if it's just having a new person on the floor, what it really turned out to be. But I think he has these streaky night shooting. I mean, I didn't think there was too much bad really in this game. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so uh, why don't we take it to the next game that they won, um, which was going to be their fourth in a row when they beat the Suns 112 to 100. So Nicholas Batum and Markeith Morris did not play in this either. What do you think the good happened in this game? That uh, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker didn't play. Look, I mean, look, <laughs> Kevin Durant was by himself. There was really there were only three other players that got double digits besides him. It was going to be a rough start. It was going to be a rough go for Durant. Uh, the good in this game was Joel. I mean, he had 26 and 11, three assists. Uh, pretty good. Can't complain there. Maxie had a double double of 22 and 10 plus five boards. That's that's a win. Dude, that's consistent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, Maxi, you can touch again on Ubre, 25. You put up 18 shots, which is tied for the most with Maxi and Embiid. I'm not sure if you want that to keep going. We've said he is particularly streaky as well, but 
Yeah, I mean, 10 of 18, 25 points. He's a plus 11, so good for him. I just think the starters seem to click. And then B to Maxi, like Maxi putting up 10 assists is impressive. This is continuing to show that maybe we're okay without Harden at point. Maybe Maxi can run it and not just be a shoot first guard. So well, I, really I mean, like that. I mean, at this point, we don't have much of an option. Go hard and gone. No, this is it. So yeah, I mean, it's important to note that Beal and uh, Booker did not play, but I think we played really well. And, and four in a row on the way to six was was great. Yeah, and I, I'm sure. assuming you're thinking the bad was probably Melton again. Yeah, I mean he struggled. Uh, I would also say, you know, I was hoping for Roko to come in, yep. in and hit the ground running. He missed all three of his three pointers, but still had two points, two steals, and a block, plus four rebounds. You don't expect a lot of points from him, but you expect him to hit open shots. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll no, say that, that would, that would two be point, it. two points on 18 minutes is not great. But honestly, I was surprised at, at his defense that it looks. Oh, yeah. Not as good doesn't as ever. Look, yeah, it didn't look like it's fallen off as much as I would have expected to. So, yeah, pretty happy Yeah, I mean, that. the guy's like, how old is he? He's like, he's, he's in his 10th season. 33. So 30, I, I wish, hang on. He was born in, yeah, 32. 32. All right. Yeah, he's yeah. playing well. Playing well on defense. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, that gives us to our second most recent game, the Sixers versus the Washington Wizards, and this was just a straight-up shootout. No defense was played in this game. The Sixers won 146-128. to 128. Uh, Nobody was on the injury report. Everybody played. Literally, everybody played in this game at, at one point or another. What is the good for you? It's Embiid. I mean, greatest quarter in the history of the entire franchise that's forever 20, man 20 29 points for those that missed it missed 29 points quarter. and he went 14 of 14 from the foul line 7 of 25 from the field 48 points overall plus 15 man he was straight balling that that like third quarter was the craziest thing don't ever. forget Did about you, the 11 rebounds and six assists too to only one turnover yeah i mean him and maxi threw seven eight games nine games whatever it is now like six seven games they're both averaging over 25, I think, and, and six assists, which having Embiid do that is just a different dynamic to this offense. But, yeah, I mean, the greatest quarter in the history of the franchise. It was incredible. He could not miss. It was so dominant. And, I mean, man, maybe he's running it back for that MVP. I mean, it's, it's definitely a conversation to have in a little bit. But um, besides Joel, I'm going to give love to Max. He had 22 and 11 on 16 shots. Uh, to, Tobias had uh, 18 points on 11 shots. Yep. Nicholas Batum came in, and let me tell you something. I love Nick Batum. He was a plus 30 in this game. Dude, a plus, plus 30. 30. Double everyone else out mm-hmm. Beverly. But, yeah, plus 30. Crazy. Yeah, uh, only 11 points. But let me tell you something. The basketball IQ on this guy is great. His and his defense is still really good. Is he going to be the guy that, you know, Michael Jordan overpaid for? No. But is he a good role player to have? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, don't bring up don't bring up his name around Michael yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan will will be very upset about that. Uh, yeah, look, uh, the bad here, I would say Kelly Hubre came yeah. back down to earth. Uh, one of five shooting, three points, uh, three turnovers. So not 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 his best game for sure. Yeah, only starter with a negative uh, plus minus. But look, I I mean I just think overarching theme the bad is defense i mean you let i know this game was running back and forth up and down it's two teams kind of set the tempo but you let the wizards put up 128 points i mean that's crazy mm-hmm. uh 
So, yeah, not not great defense, but there was no defense in this game at all, and, and they were up by so much. I, I don't blame them for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, let's let that take us to the game tonight. Just ended for everyone, just to give them a little time frame of what we are recording. Sixers beat the rival Celtics. This is the first time we've played the Celtics since they knocked us out of the playoffs, which was honestly so brutal. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about it because it hurts so we much. Have- so let's talk about tonight. They won 106-103. What were your thoughts? Give me let's let's dive deep in this one. What was the good uh, you saw? We should have won by double digits. Yeah, we First should have. Off, the Celtics made a push. We were able to hold on. Some bad execution by the Celtics uh, towards the end offensively. Uh, you know, bad inbound play there. Uh, didn't really have good. You know, if Porzingis is your Porzingis should not be the guy taking the final shot. It has to be Tatum or Brown, preferably. Tatum. Yeah, they, and yeah. So Boston, I, I so. The uh, look, the good here is that Boston is top heavy now, which can be good or bad for them, but good for uh, can be good or bad for us. They're starting, you know, starting five, including Al Horford coming off the bench, is pretty elite. Let's let's make that crystal clear. But their bench is horrific defensively outside of Horford, and, and they're not deep. They're not. No, no. So, I mean, look. Out of their 103 points, their bench only scored 16 of them. Yeah. Porzingis had a good game. Kudos to him. But Jason Tatum struggled again against us. And so did uh, Jaden Brown. And it's nice to have guys that, wings, that can create off the dribble, that can play make and defend. We have depth on the wing. This is probably the most depth we've ever had on the wing. Is it elite depth? No. But is it depth to where you can you can rely on it to do more than just one thing? Absolutely. So yeah. I, I, I think that, that if, that's one of the goods. The other good here is the combination of Nick Batum and Robert Covington. Look, the, the, I mean, I'll leave the starters for you, but I'm just going to look at the bench here. The bench was fantastic. Uh, did they score a lot of points? No. But, you know, Nick Batum and Rocco combined for 10 points, seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, a block. Or, uh, you know, and then you have Pat Bev as well coming in playing really good defense, running the second unit. The only, like, yeah, everything was, there's only, like, one or two things that I would say would be bad, but I'll I'll let you get to the good first. Yeah, I mean, obviously the starters played well, too. I I love that you touched on the bench, but, I I mean, Tobias, 17 points, 12 shots, Embiid's putting up 27 and 10. What's crazy to me is Maxie's getting nine rebounds. Like, we he can do it all. We saw him get 10 and 11 assists the prior two games. This time he gets five, still good, but he's getting nine boards. He's crashing the glass. It's great to see from a point guard. Really, he's just showing you that he, he can take that next step. He's playing at an absolute all-star level on the East. So uh, extremely impressive, Maxi And Melton, poor again, but Oubre did did what he needed to do. I, I mean, I like this starting lineup as is. Maybe Melton is just not the offensive guy, that, and we don't necessarily need him. But, I mean, damn, it feels good to beat the Celtics, you know? Yeah, it definitely feels good. I'm going to say this about Maxi real quick. Not the most efficient night for him. Uh, 11 of 27, only had 25 points. There were some bad three-pointers that he took that were like, he was trying to be Steph Curry, and he's not. 
Um, I love the confidence, though, and we need him to be more aggressive. But, you know, I, I need you to also not be taking that t- those type of shots. Yeah, I hear you. That's what you said. He's still well, the bad was. The bad, like you said, Melton uh, was probably the worst. Corkmaz uh, was pretty bad, too. Uh, outside of that, I really don't have much complaints there. Uh, I, I don't like the fact that we gave up a run with like a minute and a half left or however long it was. I think they gave up a 10-0 run with like 2.15 to one minute or something something yeah. around that. It wasn't, um, it wasn't ideal. Uh, that being yeah, said, that, we were that, still able to hold on for the win. Uh, so that, that was good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, something I, I want to touch on from this game is, yeah, and, and this isn't maybe necessarily specifically to this game. I, I mean, it, it ha- like it's something I noticed in this game, but it's also throughout the entire season. Nick Nurse is is such a great addition, and oh I, look, gosh. I don't like, I do not like a lot of the things that Perk or like agree with a lot of things Kendrick Perkins says on ESPN. But he was on uh, PTI today, and they were asking him like who he had more confidence in going into this specific game. And he said that he thought that like the better offseason additions were the Sixers because of Nick Nurse. And he was like, I want a, a championship with the Celtics. I don't care if they try to like come at me for this. Like it, it's true. And yo, to upgrade from Doc Rivers to Nick Nurse and the like the schemes he puts in, everyone brings the ball up the court and bead. He he just like the offense looks so much different. And and that's the confidence that I have in this team. Like, seriously, like going into the season, I was like, all right, I mean, we know what to expect. This team is overperforming, like plain and simple. And a lot of it stems from Nick Nurse. And so, to beat the Celtics, I think that's so clear. So let me let me ask you this now. You say overperforming. Is this a statement win against the Celtics? Or are the Sixers like a, a, a pushing for a top two spot in the East? Or it was this just, you know... Uh, flash in the pan. Like, what, what I mean, do you look, think? Yeah, I mean, look, it's an early season game. So, yeah, you can't really say, like, you don't want to overreact too much. But, I mean, absolutely, this is a statement win. The Celtics were the lone undefeated team. They And and the Timberwolves that they first they lost their first game to, the Timberwolves played out of their minds. Ant Edward was balling. Jada McDaniels Timberwolves was Timberwolves are going to be a problem. Let me just say they that. Are. Timberwolves are going to be a problem. Yeah, but that's, like, coming into this week, I had the Celtics easily the, the top team in the league. And – the Timberwolves had to play out of their mind with Anthony Edwards going nuclear and Jaden McDaniels playing the like first team all defense on on Tatum, just straight locking them up for the Celtics to even lose. And they had to, and they lost in overtime like that. This Celtics team is really, really good. And then you take the Sixers and, and they come and beat them, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I still say, think this. Sorry, yeah, I, I, no, I mean, I think it's a statement win. I think the Celtics were the best team coming in. Maybe the Sixers are now. The Bucks, I think, will be eventually, but they are surprisingly struggling early on trying to mesh Dame and Giannis. So, I mean, I absolutely see this as a statement win. Yeah, look, um, obviously kind of early. I don't I, – I want to temper expectations. This is a game in the beginning of November. That being said, everybody was healthy. You know, the Sixers are still incorporating new players. They didn't have a preseason with, which the Celtics did have a preseason with their new player. So, in terms of like, can the Sixers, can this, are the Sixers the second best team in the East or one of the, I, I think that, you know, we broke it up in the beginning of the season, like the Celtics and the Bucks were in a tier of their own. 
I don't know if I can say that they're in a tier of their own anymore. I think you have to put the Sixers in that same tier now. Yeah, are you they still to. a third? I, I, I'm not going to say definitively that the Sixers are better than the Celtics or the Bucks yet because they haven't done it in the postseason. But I think you can put that in that same tier of can they come out of the East? Yes, it's a po- it's a real possibility now. I think because we pushed the you know Bucks, uh, you know the Bucks we only lost by one point, and then on top of that we beat the Celtics and we you know minus the late run by the Celtics, it was a pretty like we were pretty much in control all of the fourth and most of the third. So and dude, the Bucks beat us by one game, one point, and I would absolutely argue with anyone that was the best game they played the entire year. Like I truly yeah. think that was the best Bucks game that they yeah. played. So so yeah, we're they, losing to an elite Bucks team hitting on all cylinders by one point, and then beating the Celtics who were previously undefeated two days ago, three by three points. I mean, yeah, it's it's an, only a three point win, and it's at home. I I get that, but they are like our big brother and they absolutely dominate us. Like this is, this is an important win. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, I, and like, it's not like we, we've been horrendous teams. I mean, yeah, we got some easy wins against like the Raptors and the trailblazers and the Suns, but like the Celtics, I mean, not the Suns, the wizards, but like the Suns and the Celtics are legit teams. And maybe we have an easy record to begin with. Like, I, you could argue that, and that's fine. Next game is going to be the Pistons uh, on Friday. But like, first off, the Pistons. You can only are play feisty. who's in front. You can only yeah. play who's in front of you. Yeah, but look, look, the Pistons are feisty. The Suns, like, look, I, I, it's we have to temper our expectations because it's only November. But I'm excited for it. I'm excited yeah. for it. also, real quick. We didn't talk about this when when they played, but how did you feel about the Sixers' alternative, uh, you know, statement jerseys? This, the, bro- the city brotherly, edition. Yeah, the city edition. I don't know, man. We lean into that city of brotherly love so much. That's been on previous city edition jerseys. I, I I'm gonna sit here and be upset until we bring back the like the black, blue, and red with like the 76ers logo where the ball goes across. You know, the AI ones. Oh like, yeah, no, we definitely need to bring them. That back. That needs to be the city. The Utah Jazz brought like the Knicks and Utah Jazz brought, both brought back old jerseys. I mean, I just do it. Like, yeah, okay, we're trying to go more fashion, like trendy. There were way a lot that were worse than our city edition, um, but yeah. we are not in the top tier either. You look, I I like it. I like it. Um, I can't wait for when we do the in season tournament ones with that because I think it'll look really good. I like the in city. Uh, the you know the. The logo that goes with it, I do. I at first I wasn't a fan of mixing the different fonts, but now it's grown on me enough. Okay, uh, I, I do like it. Uh, that being said, let's go ahead and transition to our next topic here. Oh, player of the game. Who's the player of the game for this game? We didn't do it for the other ones because we were trying to get through them quickly. But who's your player of the game in this one? Yeah, my player of the game is Maxi, putting up the rebound numbers that he did. I mean, that was great. 3 of 11 from beyond the arc is not great, but 25 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, continuing to come into his own, especially in a big game. I'm pretty confident that I, I definitely – I know this is a fact. There was some stat, which I don't know off the top of my head, about Maxi playing the Celtics in years past and how they just lock him up. Like the, la- the three years he's been in the league, he's had his worst games ever against the Celtics. So this was key for him to come out and do this, uh, and that's why I gave him the play of the game. Who's yours? Yeah. 
Look, I, I'll give it to him. I mean, look, you you won't go wrong with either Joel or Maxi. I will say this. Maxi having two blocks in this game, especially key one against Derek White at late in the fourth, was was fantastic. Yeah. He he's playing incredible. All right. So we talked well, about let me game. just before we okay. switch to the next game, I just gotta say. Harden and the Clippers are about to lose their second straight. They're losing to the Nets. Like it's ending right now. I think that is an incredible uh, development that we should just continue to to talk about. Yeah, Harden it does not have good chemistry, though they didn't have preseason or training camp or nothing. I think they're going to give it 10 games before tweaking anything. Um, that being said, I think they, they need to break up that foursome that they have, have Westbrook or Harden come off the bench. Uh I, I I think we said in the past that I didn't think the Clippers needed James Harden. And it looks like it might backfire on them in a major way. Shocker. I'm just kidding. Yeah, shocker, right? <laughs> so let's go ahead into our next topic here. And we're going to talk about the return for for um, the Harden team. The, the players particularly. Like, how what, what do you take away from each player after seeing them a little bit? So let's talk about Nicholas Batum first. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, so what do you I think, think of Nick Patum? He's one – it's not like going out on a limb to say this. I think it's pretty obvious. He's one of the two that seem like they're really going to contribute. Yeah. He can knock down the threes, He's like he can, which allows him to space the floor for Embiid, which is all the Sixers need. You just need players that have like are a threat from deep, even if they're not knocking it down. He's older, but I think stretching the floor – can guard a couple different positions. He's old. I'm not. I don't think he's going to be someone that we're relying on in the playoffs. But I'm happy with him. Yeah. Look, I, I think not only is his three point shooting important. He's like six eight, and he's lanky. He's a good defender. He's and his playmaking is really what's impressed me. And if you know if the Sixers start getting into a skid at any point, you know don't mess with the starting lineup while you were winning games. But if they get into a skid at any point. I would I would be tempted, and I'm probably going to write about this soon. I'm going to be tempted to put Nick Batum in that starting five spot with his playmaking we'll, we'll and defense. See. And, like, look, 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 look. You can still have Kelly Oubre come off the bench and score a lot of points. And I honestly think he might be better in that, suited for that role because you don't want too many high-usage scores in the starting five. No, you I already, But. I think Nick Batum would be the perfect glue glue guy as like the fifth starter. I, that that's just my thoughts, though. I mean, you could always replace Batum, uh, Melton with Batum as well. 
if you wanted to go super big. Yeah. But and play Kelly at the two. But you know, options. You got options. What do you think about the Philly native Markeith Morris? I mean, not much to see, right? Just not not enough tape, I guess. But I think that he's probably past the point where he's going to contribute for this team. Yeah, it's a good story. He comes back to his his hometown. But I mean, I'm not I'm not bullish on him being here. Yeah, look, Marcus is probably like you. I think he's 34. Um, you know, last year I think we started to see the decline with him and the Clippers. This season, it's it's not looking good. Uh, he only played, you know, one game for us in six minutes. Uh, it's kind of hard to say. You know, we need to get him a little bit more minutes. But, I mean, like I said, last year you started seeing a decline a little bit. So we'll have to wait and see on it. I mean, maybe he just needs time to get acclimated. I mean, if he can come back to the Sixers and average like around 11 points like he did last year for the Clippers on pretty efficient shooting, I think that's a win. I remember yep. the one year that he was with the Clipper Knicks and he almost averaged 20. That was crazy. Uh, but yeah, no, I, th- you know, there's options for Mark. I, I, is there a way uh, if injuries happen, could he get into the uh, rotation? Absolutely. Yeah. So the next guy, KJ Martin, the young fella. Yeah. I mean, he's played seven minutes. So you, again, similarly cannot judge. People are hyping him up. I think he's one of those guys that we're going to just have to continue to watch and develop, but I'm excited that he's here with Nick Nurse because Nick Nurse is known for his development. I think K.J. Martin, along with Springer, can be hopefully a backcourt, especially off the bench, that you can hopefully have like expectations of in the future. So nothing, again, as we can say, yet, but I think he is a talent that could be a hidden tr- hidden gem in this trade. Look, I think it's kind of we got to wait and see. His first two seasons, he shot pretty good from three-point land. Last year, he had a career year, but shot only 31%. We'll have to wait and see with KJ. Look, uh, is I think he's a young guy. He's only 22 right now, so he's still kind of raw. He's in his fourth season. Could could Does he need to maybe uh, refine some things? Sure, but I think he has the athleticism and the basketball pedigree. I mean, look, his dad, his dad is Kenyon Martin. If he tries on defense, you know, he's going to be a problem. Look, I think part of his For thing sure. is like an effort, effort part, especially on the defensive end. So I I think he'll – I think he will be one of the – he might be part of our young future. Who knows? Yeah. I, I wouldn't give up on him so quickly. Uh, last one, the return of Rocco. What do you think? I like I said when I was talking about the game that he played for like tonight. I'm just surprised that his defense is looking so so good. You know, like we knew he was a three and D defender when he was here years ago. Gets traded away, comes back. Yeah, he's a lot older. We honestly, I heard a lot of people saying like they didn't think that they were going to expect anything from him. He's getting quality minutes and he's playing great defense. Yeah, he didn't knock down great shots. Like clearly, the offensive game has slipped a bit, but I've been very pleasantly surprised with how well he's kept his off or his defensive game. Well, look, as long as he can o- hit open three pointers, which he'll get on this team, I don't need him to do anything else offensively. And as long as he hasn't lost his step defensively, which I don't think is the case here, I, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay with Roko. I think he's a good rotation guy. He's probably your ninth or 10th guy on a, you know, in a rotation, but I am a okay with that. Yeah. Uh, look, you you have depth. 
with these guys now. The fact that you're playing only two of these guys means that you have depth because all th- four of these guys could probably get minutes in the NBA, right? So they could. Yeah, look, you have the ammo to make another move. Um, I know this isn't on the agenda, but let's let's talk about this real quick. After watching this team going on their streak, after seeing these new players incorporated, what do the Sixers do? What what type of player should the Sixers try to play trade for? Should it be a superstar? I mean, I, should it be I don't a know. role player? What what, what, what are we looking for? I think, like Daryl said, he should continue to try and look and go star hunting. Look, the you said it like we're deep. You even said at the beginning, like we're deep, but we're not elite deep. Like we have good wing depth. It's just not elite. I think with having the capacity to like sign free agents next summer, why not try and trade for some that maybe on expiring contracts and give them a give them an extension? I think that that would allow us to be competitive this year. I still think we're one of the top teams in the East. I do not necessarily yeah. think we need to trade because I'm surprised how well Nick Nurse has been coaching. Tobias has been extremely efficient. Maxi's taken a step that everyone just was praying he did. So I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily sure they need to. But I mean, if they're going to make a trade, I think you go for another star guard. Whether like yeah, it's like a two guard, like a small forward. I think that's what you need to be in the market for. Try to attract someone that can play off ball from Maxi and is a threat from deep to keep the space for Embiid. Yeah, I I I, I tend to agree, except for one caveat there. You don't need an all star. Might yeah, be. but you want one. I mean, look, if it becomes available, absolutely. But if you go for a guy like, say, OG Ananobi, I think that's a good – I think you look – you get a two-way guy who can shoot three and D, like a little bit more than the – Yeah, but don't overpay him. Yeah, you don't overpay him in free agency. But like, Which I'm know, nervous they might. Well, if they do, that's you know that's an indictment on Maury. But like, that's – not worry about that right now. You're trying to win a championship. Does OG Ananobi give you that that spark that you need? Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. for Zach Levine, though. I, I look at this now, and I know that's crazy to say, but just hear me out. Yeah, I want to hear it. If I'm going for anybody on the Bulls, I go for DeMar DeRozan. Okay, and here here's the reasons why, okay? You need defense next to Maxi at the two guard, right? You need somebody that can d- guard the best team's shoot point guard because – you yeah. don't want Maxi doing that. Like he, yeah, he's I mean, better. I want to put Pat Bev in. Yeah, but you don't want to do that, right? So you got to go for you got to go for you got to go for either a defensive two or three uh, three guy to where you can leave in Melton, right? Who you know yeah. hasn't had a great start, but I expect him to get back to it eventually, right? Ideally. So here's why I say DeRozan is he the best three point shooter? No, but would he be willing to do it for Joel? I suspect so. He, like, Joel's made it work with worse shooters, like Jimmy Butler, for example. That's what I was going to yeah. Yeah, I, I think, like, when you compare DeMar and Jimmy, games are very similar. DeMar's a closer. You can trust him to close a game. You can put his the ball in his hands, and he can close a game. DeMar's also a pretty good playmaker. If I remember, he's averaging, like, for his career around, like, four or five assists. Like... So he could be your secondary playmaker for Maxi, and be pretty darn good at it. He's on a one-year contract, and he's still playing pretty darn good. Uh, let me pull up his stats real quick. I'll tell you how good he's playing. But, like, the more yeah, – well, while you do that, I was going to say, like, immediately my thoughts are, yeah, you just don't want someone like that because he clogs up the lane for Embiid. But you're right. 
We did play a similar style with Jimmy and and the part and about him ben. being a, clo- a closer is so important. Like, yeah, well, yeah, we didn't have great success with Ben, and, and I just yeah, think no, that, I'm saying like jo- Joel made it work with Jimmy and Ben. You're only asking yeah, so Joel think, to add Demar now. I think that's a good point that you say about him being a closer because Embiid is a closer, and we've seen him do it. But you don't want a center to be the guy that you're trying to give the ball to at the end of games. And DeMar DeRozan can shut it down at the end of the game. So I think so, that's a so, great point. So let me just read off your stats this year for DeMar. He's averaging 21. Uh, f- what is it? Three. Uh, he's averaging 21, 3, and 4, and one and a half steals while shooting 45% from the, f- the field, which is low for him. But, okay, he's getting older. And 33% from three-point line. He's averaging a, a shade under two attempts per game. Okay. So, look, is DeMar probably on the climb? Yeah, his points per game has lowered the last, like, it was 27, 28, almost 28 two years ago, 24 last, 24 and a half last year. It's 21 and a half. Is he on the decline? Sure. But if you're trying to win a championship, Chicago's going to be blowing it up. He's in last year. He's 34 years old. He's He just turned 34. You don't have to give up too much for him. Now, I don't know exactly how the salaries would work, but if you could only give up maybe like KG Martin, uh, Morris, and Corkmaz, like, I'd do that. And like a first round pick. Huh? I could be about that, yeah. So, like, you don't have to give up all the depth that you have to get him. No, I hear you. Like, even if you have to give up either Roko or Nick Batum, you don't have to give up both. So, if I'm the Sixers, or you give up Rocco and Morris, you can lose. I mean, look, I would love to keep Rocco, but you could survive without Rocco. You still have Jaden Springer. You still have. Yeah, they look good without them. Yeah. yeah. So, if I'm the Sixers, I'm looking at DeMar DeRozan. Because is he great defensively? No, but can he survive in the playoffs? Absolutely. If I'm the Sixers, I'm I'm just listening to anything. Like anything, keep your eye out for anything that you think can make this team better. But but don't just say no to any. Like, just have the conversations. You don't have to make these trades. And, and here's here's another name, Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, he could be. He could come in either as a six man or replace Melton in the starting five. I mean, two years ago he was. Uh, you know, when he was with the uh, Pacers, he was averaging like twenty two and ten. So the guy, I mean, granted injuries, but he could still be an option. Like there, there are options out here. There absolutely are. So I, 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 I like. We just need to let it play out until the trade deadline. Absolutely. So besides that, let's get to our round the NBA talk. Yeah, you go first. What, what's uh sparking your interest? The rest of the league. All right. So let's go to the standings here. I'm going to pull up the standings. Uh, these standings are not with the results of tonight's game games, but. Let me just go. Oh, wait a second. No, they do have tonight's games results. Okay, so first off, Philly's number one in the East. Philly's number one in the East. Number one in the East. That's correct. Lock it James in. Harden wanted to get out of here. Okay. Besides that, a few other notes about the East. Orlando's sixth right now. Miami's not even in the play-in. They're yeah. 11th. Yeah. Uh. The Knicks, the the Nets, the Cavaliers, and the Raptors are all in the play. And shout out to the Raptors. I did, you know, 
They're tied with Miami right now, but I guess they hold the tiebreaker for whatever reason. Look, Orlando being four and three and Atlanta, I, I don't think they look good, but for some reason they're doing okay. I still don't like Atlanta's team. I don't like how they're they're built. But it's good that they're getting start off and shout out to Quinn. I think they're on like a five game win streak. They then no, they just lost a game. But I guess they're yeah, they just lost a game according to ESPN. But still, like, you know, not bad, right? Uh did they lose tonight? No, they didn't play tonight. I guess they lost their last game. And then in the West. So I'm gonna keep on playing my little trumpet here. Memphis Grizzlies are last in the West. Gotta win. Gotta win. The, they they are actually the worst team in the NBA right now. Yeah, they gotta win. They got one win against the Portland Trail Blazers, who are eleventh in the West right now. Tie I mean tied for tenth, but technically in the eleventh spot. In the West, Denver's number number one. Dallas is number two. That's surprising. Golden State's three. Minnesota's number four. Look at Minnesota doing stuff. Pels are about to take most of Miami. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to stop? I'll stop. No, keep going. And then you got OKC, who I said would be a top six team. You said top four. I say top six. They are sixth right now in the West. The Rockets, feisty, seventh. Not going to last. I think, the I, I think the Kings tonight. are going to get their stuff together. LA's eighth, but uh, LA's are both eighth and ninth. Phoenix is tenth. I think Sacramento they're they're thirteenth right now, but I think they'll get their stuff together. They're the they, Aaron Fox is injured. Give it some time. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I gotta say. Yeah, look, I don't think there's much to say in the East behind besides the Sixers, six and one leading the East and. Boston's behind at five and two. We obviously just beat them. So that that's just incredible. I think we need to recognize that. I know it's early on, but yeah, I want to talk about out West, man. So yeah, like let's talk about three, the West. three things. One quick is I will repeat every week. This Dallas has highest difference between ceiling and floor. They're oh, clearly absolutely. hitting on clearly hitting on all cylinders with the ceiling. I have no clue what this floor is going to look like. I, I at some point do expect the it to The floor is going to be out of the play-in. Dude, Kyrie has been silent. Have you heard literally anything about Kyrie? And that's a good thing. So, that's so like he's a, finally being a professional. Kudos. Yeah, after he had a contract, too. It's not like he's doing this because he's in a contract year. So, yeah, good for him. The two things I was going to touch on, though, the Timberwolves, man. Like you said, they are They're playing are ugly, though. Scary. They're, they're playing ugly. Because, like, Cat yeah. hasn't looked good offensively, yet they're winning. But that's the thing. Like, Cat hasn't looked good offensively, but somehow him and Rudy Gobert don't look, like, awkward on the floor. I don't, I don't know how to say I it. I haven't like, really last... had the chance to watch them play that much. I will say, as we are recording, there are 639 left in the fourth in their game. They're winning. They're beating the Pelicans. 107-84. Yeah, Cat, of course, I, I'm meeting my words right now. He's actually having a really good game offensively, 23 points. But, yeah. And the Pelicans are right behind them. But is, not, Zion did not play in this game. It should be noted. Yeah, so I just think, dude, Ant Edwards is a problem. He put up 38 points and was lights out in the overtime. Like he is took he a back the next three. Dwayne Wade? He lo- dude, he plays exactly like Dwayne Wade. That's a great point. But he, he, he looks, he he feels like the next Dwayne Wade, right? So, 
Yeah, I mean, but so he he took an awful three against the Celtics that like he missed when they could have won to go to overtime. Uh-huh. He said in his post game, he was like, "Dude, I needed to make up for that." He made up for it big time in in overtime, and him and Tatum were like mm. fighting for a ball at the end of regulation. It got real chippy, and he oh just, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he is a bad man, and and he said Jaden McDaniels was the best player on the floor. I will challenge people if you think that Anthony Edwards was just saying that because he's humble. Go back and watch some highlights from that game. Jaden McDaniels, I, I watched like a two and a half minute clip today of the of Jaden McDaniels following Jason Tatum over screens. He fought through like 16 screens that game to Jayden stay McDaniels on Jason Tatum. Jaden McDaniels might win defensive player of the year this year. He's first team All-NBA if you watch this video. And and I can send it to you, man. He was sta- He was like doing the Celtics were throwing so many different looks at him to try and get him off. Jason okay, all NBA first team or all defensive team first team. All all defensive first team. Oh yeah, yeah. he should have well, been on there last year. But he shot like this. The defense he played on Jason Tatum was unbelievable. He he truly was the best player in that game. So I wanted to give him his props. The last thing I want to touch on is, you know, LeBron James might be a top five player in the NBA, and he is in his twenty first season. He is. I think he's going to be 39 this year. Is that right? Maybe 40? I think 39. 39. He'll be 39. He is playing at an elite level. I think everyone just year after year after year, we just take it for granted. Like he got four NBA NBA MVPs. He should have 10. He was 10 years in a row in the NBA finals. This year, he like it was assumed AD had to be the best player or would be the best player in the Lakers. It's not even AD looks like trash. LeBron is is carrying. They they gave him a 29-minute like minutes restriction in game they one. They kept that for one game. That's what I'm saying. After that, he was just like, no. Dude, he straight took over in the game against the Clippers. They lost like 10 straight to the Clippers. He took over, dominated in the second half. He's still like truly a top 10 player in the NBA, which is so, in it, it's remarkable. So I had him number six on my list when we did our top 100. Feels kind of low now, doesn't it? The way he's playing this year is just like, Stunning. This is like similar to the in a way to the Sixers. Like we knew the Sixers would be good. We assumed they'd be a top three team. They are a top three team. But Nick Nurse has them playing at a level that is just kind of surprising, even though we knew they'd be good. Same thing with LeBron. Everyone knows LeBron James is probably the second best player at minimum of all time. And he's out here playing like in his 21st season. It's already the all-time lead. Like, honestly, it's remarkable. And I think people need to stop taking it for granted. Watch the game and, and realize how great of a player he is. So I got to say this. I don't think at absolute peak, MJ is the best player of all time. I think nobody can argue that. However, in terms of if you're looking at the greatest of all time, the good conversation in terms of how good you were for as long as you were, it's easily LeBron James. You're not, not going to find an argument with me, but I think that that might be an argument for uh... – for some other people or for another day. Look, I, I mean, like, I, how many players are averaging over, like, the players that played as many seasons as LeBron average less than, like, eight points per game at that point in their career? Yo, you're, that is, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, like, I don't know where the argument's being said here. He's still, what is he averaging? Hang on, let, let me find out here real quick, because now I'm curious. There is I one mean, more thing I want to talk about, too, before we go, but, um, Right now, he's averaging 25 points, eight rebounds, six assists. That's insane. The rate that he's going, as long as his body holds up, like his skill's not diminishing, 
So if he could, he could play. Like, here's a bold take: he could play at an All Star level for another two to three years, and play yes, as an NBA starter for another five years. Yes, he could. But I think I, you know what? That's not even right for me to say at this point. I think LeBron gets the uh, Tom Brady treatment. Don't worry about when he falls off the cliff until he falls off the cliff. Because I don't think you can really anticipate when he will fall off. Yeah, I'll say I, I've said I my favorite conversation, and this is probably for another day, is how long could LeBron be the 12th best player on a team, like be on the on a bench? He would never do that, but uh-huh. just hypothetically – I yeah. genuinely think he could into his 50s. All right. So one quick thing, and then I got to go because my computer's about to die. So last thing before we go, Victor Wembanyama, he might, he's going to be an all-star this year. I think it's yeah. just, it's so bound to happen. I agree. As always, we appreciate everyone listening to the Sixer Sentence podcast. Please like, subscribe, listen to us on Google, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to your podcast. Please continue to read our work at the Sixer Sense. You are currently listening to a podcast covering the first place team in the Eastern Conference. That is there correct. You go. Big, big win over the Sixers, the Celtics tonight. So appreciate everyone listening. And as always, go Sixers. Go Sixers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.